episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Machine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? I'm good. How, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah? Yeah. Have a good weekend? No. But it's uh, it's coming to a close now. You had a bad weekend. I mean, you know, I'm working, driving around like an asshole, doing my thing. Yeah. Pulling my dick. <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> um... Celebrated your son's birthday? Yeah, my son turned 10 today. That's pretty good. Yeah. How'd you celebrate? Um, we we celebrated his life. No, you celebrated by watching this movie. Oh. We watched Sharky's Machine tonight. Burt Reynolds. T- together. Together. And we both had never seen it? I, I No, I have seen it, but I I have so few memories of it. I think we know why. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different movie. I uh, have never seen it. I was. I think I told you before we started watching it, uh, I like Burt Reynolds, but I haven't seen a lot of Burt Reynolds movies. Well, you need to remedy that. Uh, certainly, have seen, you know, Smokey and the Bandit. See Hooper, Cannonball Run. See Stick. I didn't see. I don't think I've seen either of those. Hmm. I don't think I've seen. You've seen I've Deliverance. Seen, I have. You've seen Boogie Nights. I have. You've seen which he hated, right? <laughs> oh, Burt. He was yeah. just a dick about it. Yeah, he fired his agent after that movie. And um, you've driven past his uh, his farm. I'm guessing on Abbott's Bridge Road. I guess I don't. I don't know. But uh, I, I'm just. You know. I guess I was. I. I saw Heat. Did he do a movie? Yeah, Heat? he did a movie called Heat with Clint. Who did he, he do did it City with? City Heat was the movie with Clint. Yeah. Who Who was in Heat with him? Uh, I was. He was the only lead. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, I guess I never. An Elmer Leonard book, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. I didn't see too many of his. Um. I guess serious, more serious fare. Uh, I know he liked Sally Field a lot. He was a big he, he love of his life, I think. Okay. Zoom in. Uh, How'd that work out? She's alive. Yeah. He had, did you know that a little... We we had talked about this a little bit during Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the podcast. But he was cast in it and had actually um, uh, did rehearsal. 
Bruce Stern's role? Yeah. Yeah. Before before he passed away. Yeah. Well, he died. Who cares? I, uh, okay. So welcome to the Movie Microscope, everybody. This is our 43rd episode. Mm. Few people thought it would come this far, this fast, but we have... We're like uh, shooting up the charts so hard. We had to keep. Uh, we have got to keep the rabid fan base uh, at bay. So here we are with Sharky's Machine, the one that everybody's been asking for. Yeah. How can we get more listeners? Sharky's Machine, definitely. Well, wait to see what comes from forty-four. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a hint. The Cathoga. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you throw out a year on this one for 1981, us? Nineteen eighty-one, right? Our whole premise for our show. Throw a year? I don't know. Yeah, 1981. We need... we need, Okay, so you, you're right. Yeah, because on the end credits at MXXXI. Yeah, it was a Christmas movie, 1981. Okay. So, folks, if you know what the movie Microscope is, mm-hmm. it's a show in which we, we zoom in. We we watch a film um, through challenged eyes, and we, uh, we, 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 we grip the furniture, <laughs> and we... We pour over every last detail of what we're eating, and we casually glance at the screen. Um, but we we find what makes or breaks, mm. and we gnaw on it. And when we share it via this magnificent waveform with the likes of you listeners who are commenting at an astronomic rate right now. We got some comments lately. Yeah. I appreciate those. I mean, a few. And look, who are we kidding? Okay. What we should do is create some fake profiles and just start commenting on our own self, right? On our stuff, and just be highly critical. Not a bad deal. Not a bad. What would deal. you say if you're going to criticize the episode or our, our podcast? What would you say? I'd say, well, okay, I wouldn't. Uh, so if we were, <laughs> so here's an example of what the movie Microscope is. Let's say if we were watching Brew Baker, we wouldn't talk about the scene where he builds a chimney in his prison cell. Uh, for no fucking reason. We would talk about the, the little moments, the ones that attached themselves like little spices to us. Drew Baker? Can. Yeah. What's, who's that? Bob Redford. Does Santa come down? <laughs> well. <laughs> you guys well, zoom in? He retired. What? Bobby? Yeah. He did retire. Doesn't look a day under everything. <laughs> I recently watched that uh, HBO's uh, Jane Fonda documentary, and he's on it. Can uh, you stop talking about it? He's uh, speaking fondly of Fonda. I'm concerned with how much Peter is mentioned. He's not mentioned that Fuck. much. He's the younger brother. You zoomed in. <laughs> um, so Shark and Machine is a film, uh, one of the first films that I remember being shot in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, it features the Peachtree Peach Plaza, I think, is second build in this film. Uh, they don't talk about Atlanta at all, but it's so Atlanta. They never mention Atlanta, but I think uh, Bruce Reynolds himself has described the movie as Dirty Harry in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Bruce Reynolds? <laughs> Did I say Bruce? <laughs> That would be uh, Bert's dad, who was a producer on this movie. <laughs> you know, his dad was hanging out, Bruce Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna use uh, episodes thirty through sixty of this podcast to detail Justin's descent into Alzheimer's. <laughs> um, oh my god! So yeah, so I, I I did see this film when I was a young 
Um, you didn't remember that, though. I don't remember much. I remember very... But you didn't remember you had seen it, because when we started no, I, watching I, this... We watched I, it together, I, by the way. Yeah, but I remember we already talked about that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> did we talk about it? What? Okay, what... Oh, are you on any medication? What did we... Um, did Where did you watch it on? Did you buy it? This I rented on iTunes. It's Nowhere okay. else available. I'm a... Too expensive to buy. <laughs> Three ninety nine. So for you guys to go through this penance, you must spend three ninety nine. Watch it together. We did. <laughs> yep. And so uh, directed by Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. starring himself, Rachel Ward of Against All Odds fame, mm-hmm. Bernie Casey, former footballer, right? Yep. Uh, dead. Uh, Charles Durning. Yes. Uh, dead. Mm-hmm. Brian Keith, dead. Yes. Henry Silva? Not dead. Vittorio Gossman? I didn't look him up. He's got to be dead. He was old then. Yeah. He's in Sleepers. Was he the um the, the, the main villain? Yeah. 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 And Burt Reynolds dead. Yeah, he did. He sadly passed away recently. Richard Libertini in this, still living. Yeah? I hope. Who is, uh, is he the guy that plays... Uh, the sound guy. He's great in this. Hunch or Hotch or Hooch. He's got a dumb name. The team in this is really pretty great. The Machine. The Machine. The title refers to his team of men. Burt Reynolds is the aforementioned Tommy Sharkey. (laughs) Yeah, we found out his... uh, Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, obviously you know Burt Reynolds' uh, character's name, Sharkey. They say it a lot. Everybody calls him Sharkey. It's his last name. You find out later in a moment of romance, sort of moment of flirtation, um, that his name is is Tommy. That's yeah. just at least he probably goes by Tom. He probably yeah. that's why he goes by Sharky because what a piss poor name he has. Tommy Sharky, not I mean, good. It sounds like a bad guy. That's like a bad guy's name. Maybe like an informant. Because you're thinking of Ray Sharky. Uh, I was I was thinking of the actor Ray Sharky, but I wasn't thinking of the actor. He's dead. He did pass away. Young. He died young and a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's this is a sad start. All these fucking deads. Watch this one together. <laughs> Bruce Reynolds loves this movie. <laughs> Pay so, to see it. So, um, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about the premise of this film. You go for it. Okay, so Sharky, uh, at the beginning of the film, is involved in a sting of sorts. Uh, an innocent victim is claimed during this sting. Can we keep it? He's involved in a bite. Let's keep it shark centric. <laughs> okay. All right. His name's not okay. Waspy. Okay. Um, and he is demoted. He goes from the homicide branch down through the Elasmo branch down to Vice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Vice is the bottom of the barrel. It's the shithole. He gets it's, he gets demoted. Why? Because an innocent. I, I said an innocent person was injured during a sting. But they say that you said an innocent person, but there were two. Well, one died, I think. Oh really? Yeah, I think the bus driver oh, so they was only, wearing death's shroud. They only booted him down for the injured guy. I mean, the the guy, and we don't even know. The only way reason we know a person mm-hmm. was injured is because we hear a guy go, "I've been shot!" Oh God! Oh, yeah, got me again. Yeah. Third time I rode the bus. It happens on a Marta bus. It does. Local folks, uh, that'll make you smile. Right. So Marta must have been pretty new at this point, don't you think? It was before. It was. I mean, I think it's been around a while, but that's mass transit. He killed it. What does it stand for? I don't, I don't know. What's the tagline? It's smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's like the Metro Atlanta Railway Transit Authority or something like nice. that. But guess. you remember the racist shit that happened when, in the eighties? Okay, I so, wasn't here. So when I and this was like there was like this connotation uh, in, in in Atlanta. Obviously, Atlanta is a southern city. Mm-hmm. I moved here in nineteen eighty, and everybody called it MARTA, and it stood for Moving Africans Rapidly Through Atlanta. That's what the mm. racist bullshit was for. Yeah. Now, they got it better. It's um, you got a little history in here. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, it was kind of that. You know, Marta is now it's Malin Ackerman rapidly through. <laughs> <laughs> Who you saw on a plane? Yeah, she was in Atlanta shooting uh, some bu- some bullshit. Uh, she what's her show? Well, billions of shows. They don't shoot that here. No, so. she was shooting uh, uh something else. Uh, Watchmen. I wish. Uh, so he is demoted to vice. Uh, which in, which entails him, you know, busting hookers, you know, making sure the taxi guys wearing their hats, shit like that. Right. And he becomes enamored of. Well, there's seven hookers who have a red flag to these to him and his machine. Right. And he decides to surveil them. Well, so a prostitute is killed. You left that one out. Oh yeah, Miao Yin from Big Trouble in Little China, and her John. They're murdered by uh, Henry Silva, Harry Silva? Henry. Henry Silva. He is a very weird assassin. Yeah. and uh, He looks a little bit like if Charles Grodin had his inside sucked out. Yes. And so uh, they're they're kind of like trying to figure out what's going on. You know, Sharky's idea is to get some wiretaps on all these prostitutes. Like, uh, But they, they, they hit a wall. But Sharky's got contacts all oh, Bruce, over the place. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce knows a guy. <laughs> Bert knows a guy. I get it, Bruce the Shark. <laughs> that might be where it's coming from. Uh, That's what an insane person would say. Yeah. So basically, you know, it's a, it's just, it's a, I mean, it's it's a really intricate web of uh, a police procedural here. Well, so the 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 thing about this before you know we meet we meet the team, which is, this team is great. Like everybody, like I said, is on a, this great on a team. Uh, Bert's idea is to. Is to you get these wiretaps going, and then he focuses on the one uh, that they couldn't get originally. That he kind of had a you know kind of cut you know whatever go calling favors to get because this prostitute is super hot. Yeah, and then the half the movie is him rear windowing her. Oh yeah, like just binoculars, just you know listening to her play piano and watching sing. every her every move. He, he had taken pictures of her all the time, like watching her play tennis. Like she plays tennis, luckily, and has dance class in the same building. It's like, yeah, she made a point to do everything mm-hmm. in her life with an eye shot, and everything Sharky. is facing hit the window he's in. So it's, perfect. Yeah, he did. She never does. She might have a pottery class that's on the other side of the building that we never find out about. Yeah. Um, but he is. He becomes very obsessed with her, and it's like, uncomfortable to watch because she's introduced in a kind of an uncomfortable way too. Like uh, the director. Burt Reynolds, Reynolds. Uh, gives her the old up and down with the camera when she walks into frame. He really does. Yeah, we take a good look at her. Fucking and Sharky's noise. doing the same. I mean, Bert's doing it behind the camera. Sharky's doing it in front of the camera. Yeah, it's. I wrote a few taglines for this movie, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I, I feel like in a way, I mean, Rachel Ward is beautiful. Obviously, I mean, yeah, but you know. 
this the, he's stalking her in this in a weird way, and it, it's it's uncomfortable. He also makes especially since you know they're going to be to get together, for sure, a hundred percent. Not off camera though. And there's a line where afterwards where he's like, I I pictured this in my head about a hundred thousand times. Does not disappoint. And he goes right to Yelp right after that. The um. It makes the job of a of a police officer look like a fucking cakewalk. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like he, that's why I brought up the team. He's drinking beers. He's shirtless. Yeah. He, he's got Taren a rub. He's rubbing his fucking weed. His his uh, his 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 boss is um, Chuck Durning, Charles Durning, and he uh, is a very cranky uh, sergeant or whatever he is. Yeah. what he is, and um, or a captain. Sure. <sighs> And he's always his character is great because he's always like he's always mad at his station in life. Like he is uh, furious, furious when he when he finds out how much like a prostitute has on their person. Like, yeah, and he keeps he, there's a there's a part in the movie where they arrest somebody that has over a thousand dollars in their wallet, and he keeps talking about how he only has eleven dollars in his yeah. wallet. Mad about it. Yeah, they go to a murder scene in an incredible apartment. He complains. He, kept, well, he doesn't complain. He just keeps admiring how amazing the apartment is. Yeah. Not to mention there's a dead woman with her face missing. <laughs> but he doesn't. Yeah. He's not. This a, may be one of the earliest appearances of the grumpy chief. Do you think so? Because that became a staple in every action film. But he's. That's the thing is he's not really. He's grumpy, but he's lovable. Oh, like, he's great grumpy. Because a lot of times the the authority figure stands in the way of of the hero of the movie. He doesn't really stand in the way. He just is. He just. He's a he's a buffoon in a lot of. He's kind of silly. He's but comic he, relief. But you like him. You do. Everybody. Well, there's likes a lot. There's a playfulness that happens yeah. in the scenes with his team, which makes you almost forget he's a proto pervert in this movie. Bert. What's I'm saying is so. So what I what I keep bringing up the team is they're doing work like you know the 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 captain okay's everything. And Bert's just sitting in an apartment for like three months, Jack, jerking off and watching the watching, award show, watching the t- one target out of the seven, yeah. without a shirt on most of the time. Oh well, yeah, with beers everywhere. And she's singing to herself, and he's singing along like oh, my, it's my romantic, my funny Valentine. Bert thought this was he was really classing it up with this movie. That's very strange. It is very strange. And it had to be strange back then. I mean, it, it may be a little bit more acceptable, it's, but weird too. It's strange for five minutes. It's fucking nightmare strange for 40. <laughs> it is a healthy chunk of this movie. It's a sizable amount. There is a lot of uh there's a lot of frames, I think that's of of Bert with binoculars. There, well, to be fair, <laughs> half of it is her side, so you get to see her. It's not half. I'd say the ratio is different. I'd say it's more him than her. Well, and to be fair, I mean, we get to watch other people ogle her as well. You got Bernie Casey watching through Binox. You got Richard Libertini. You got Brian Keith. Mm-hmm. This is a movie also, it's a lengthy movie. It's a movie that takes its time. Really? So the the shots of him peeping on her, it's very lengthy, that part. Bernie Casey tells him a story that... About Zen. Yeah, and he, Bernie Casey plays like a kind of a, a cop who... Uh, you know, where most of the cops would go get ribs or they'd go get burgers after work. He likes to get Japanese food. He's very health conscious. He um, is very uh, mindful of like, what other cops will call kind of derogatory terms for other races. He's very mindful mm-hmm. of that, corrects them. 
uh, and he talks about, I think, meditation a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so he has a story about when he was first on the force and walked into a situation where he get drew down on. And he said he just disappeared and the guy didn't see him anymore. And this is a very long story. This is getting to be a long story for me. I know, but and it, it kind of figures into the end. However, there's like it's directed with like zero energy. Like yeah. the, Burt Reynolds and Burt Reynolds' character in the scene and the scene could takes, not be less interested. <laughs> it's like an eight minute long scene, and he is bored. Well, the thing is, first of all, he's not shirtless, and I'm, the director Burt Reynolds was furious <laughs> because I mean, obviously, this film. At the time of this film's release, Burt Reynolds was a super chunk of big dick that people liked. Of course. He was yeah, hugely, yeah, yeah. he had done his little rug shot in Playgirl or whatever it yeah. was. The sex symbol. Smoking the Bandit, you know. Right. He's and, he was, and he was uh, known for comedies. And he was a hot number. Mm-hmm. So they, he was like, half the audience is coming here to see me, half of them is coming to see Rachel. I know what I'm fucking dealing with. So this eight minutes with Bernie Casey talking, I hope the audience can, can tough it out because we're about to see some more me naked. I'm going to give him a compliment. I think Bernie Casey's pretty great in this movie, and Burt Reynolds gives him scenes and gives him dialogue. It's yeah. not like they cut it out of the movie. I mean, it, that scene is in there, um, for better or worse, and it's a big scene. I mean, and it's, it's a, it's a cool. black character Yep, that's not a stereotype. And he's really the he's the guy out of the team that gets the most screen time, I'd say. Don't you think? Yeah. He figures in the most. Yeah. Richard Libertini's close until a certain point, but you know what's funny is it's so weird that it's so generous to m- that man and so disingenuous to the women in the film. <laughs> well, so, and the cops, we'll get to that. The cops have a, a camaraderie, obviously, this in this, and Bernie Casey's partner name, is named Papa. Yeah, Brian Keith. Brian Keith, and they have a great relationship. It's yeah. a very warm, friendly relationship. Uh-huh. And, and, and it's, it's, I, just, I, just, I just like the whole team, and I like when they're at some point watching a, I guess, a minor league baseball game at some point in the movie? No, I think it's the, I don't think, it was at Fulton County Stadium, but okay. I, they don't, I guess they didn't have the rights to the Braves, so they had these awful uniform teams out there. Is that what was going yeah. on? So they're all sta- sitting there, uh, the whole team, and... It's like a little comedy number. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, Charles Durney walks in, the captain, and he go, he, he admires the team. Remember, he says, ah... Oh, what a, what a good Christ. looking machine. Yeah, what a good looking machine. It's a great thing to say. Yep. It makes me like the title a lot because the title is weird. See, I think it's a great title. It, it gives the film a kind of a badassness that it doesn't earn in a way. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, did the, is this a, a machine? Obviously, it's a, is it a cop thing? Is it a police I've thing? Never heard of I've before. never heard of it. It didn't catch on. No. And it's so machine is supposed to be like a, a well-oiled machine, like a, a team that's a well-oiled machine. I'm, I'm hoping that none of them are cyborgs. That maybe uh, you never know. We what, don't see Li- Libertini die. He maybe he's a robot. What did you think of uh, how the movie started? By the way, we we kind of skipped around. First of all, I love it. You got first of all, I love. Okay, it's 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 filmed in the very early '80s. Yeah, it's got the wailing horns mm-hmm. music playing. And the song "Streetlight" or. Street Life. Street Life. Which I think Tarantino uses later. Uh, by Randy Jack- Crawford. And um, Burt Reynolds uh, sets up a precedent in this movie for mm-hmm. tremendous helicopter shots. He loves where a helicopter mm-hmm. zooms in forever. He, yeah, he. there's some very – it's a like a, it's a movie that takes its time, and that's part of this is those long No shots. less than three shots into a – an elevator or Burt on on the streets. It's just crazy shit. Yeah, the movie starts with Burt Reynolds walking on railroad tracks. 
and with the, a gym bag walking to a, a, a drug, drug yeah. deal. And mm-hmm. did you notice the, the titles? I didn't. They I, approximate neon, which is kind of cool. Oh, they do. All the titles are like approximations of neon. There's some great names in those titles. Oh, yeah. You write some down? I did. Okay. Snuff Garrett. Amazing. Had to be a musician. He is. Because um, he had Snuffy Walden, too, doing the West Wing and shit. Hank Moonjean. Amazing. Producer. I, I think. I don't know. Yeah, he was a producer. Soul Credit. I mean, he was the only name on this screen. Oh, I thought you said that's one of the names. Soul Credit. <laughs> um. <laughs> so what about... There's also a character in it named Smiley. Yeah. So he and, and Jojo. So what happens at the beginning is there's a drug bust. Bert's undercover almost goes down, but this guy ruins it. The guy in the force, Smiley, says hi to Bert. Says hi to Sharky. Goes yeah. Sharky, hey, and it ruins the drug bust. Yeah, <laughs> setting setting off this you know basically Bert getting demoted. But Smiley figures in poor movie poorly. You don't like it? It's dumb. I think he did a pretty good job that character. Oh, that scene's fine, but just yeah. the, the the connective tissue there is mm-hmm. light. Yeah, because they, they they allude to some corruption on the force early on, right? And uh, and they keep talking about how dumb this guy is, and he the guy that no, the guy they call dumb is Richard Libertini. They do, but they also yeah. call Smiley dumb. Oh, okay. They think he's stupid too, and Smiley ends up being the guy that screws everybody over. He's he's the he's the baddie, like he's like the guy in Departed. The Departed. He's like similar to. Matt Damon and the, the Departed. Okay. Zoom in. That's really fucking tight. Zoomed in. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, the plot's stupid. The, um, But the best thing is, is once the, this team sort of coheres over this, uh, this, this plan to eavesdrop out, there's like a little research montage, which I just found tremendous. Oh, that's uh, incredible. Endorable. Well, are you talking about, so they start listening to what they've, Got that? What the the recordings from? The I think wiretaps. this is after the person they think is Rachel Ward gets killed. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So what? Tell us about that scene. About three or four hours, he's watching this fucking ladies every moment, and then over and, a period of months, it seems. It seems like it's forever. Yeah, it's forever. And uh, then they cut away to the the police budget just dwindling away. <laughs> no idea what it. What's the purpose? Like it's like I guess they're trying to solve a crime. Well, because she's having sex with the mayor candidate. Yeah, they're interested in that, but yeah. I mean, they 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 see that's a big that's a big, they a big send, get they, if they, they could s- land this corrupt yeah, mayor. I think. Well, part of it is that the, the team is trying to. Uh, they're they're the basement dwellers, so they're trying to kind of prove their worth. And, yeah, this and, is the, and case. The, the funny thing is. Um, they actually handle the mayor relationship with her, with Domino, with an E at the end, which looks stupid, mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. And then Vittorio Gossman is her pimp. And some of the better stuff in the film actually uh, could have been really bad. They do a decent job of making her sort of more than one-dimensional, mm-hmm. making that whole dynamic less than, you know. And it's, it's kind of, it makes it even more creepy with what Bert's doing. Because that guy really cares about her. She really kind of cares about him. Uh-huh. And she's, when you find out she was abducted at what, age 12 mm-hmm. and turned into a whore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that, that's and the Bert's thing. And Bert's just jerking off watching her. <laughs> that's the thing is he finds out her backstory. But he, you know, he, yeah, so she plays, she's a high class prostitute. She lives, she, she's in this amazing apartment. Um, you know, Bert's watching her every move. Uh, her pimp, comes and basically says we're going to do everything tonight you know he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna use you tonight throw you in and she's 
pretending to be down with it, but there's a scene by herself where she's crying, and then they cut the Bert. He's crying as well. He sympathizes, but he's still going to watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> taking notes. the whole thing. Yeah, taking pictures. And then you see him write down, she's cheating on me on a piece of paper, <laughs> which was very strange. But, uh, but he, he hasn't met her at this point. But, yeah, you yes, find out. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Tell me, oh, he has because he was. Screwing when, the old elevator. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they were wired. They were wiretapping her house and she comes home. <laughs> that's the, one of the best lines in, in the in the in the movie is that they were uh, wiretapping her her apartment they 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 they're dressed like uh i guess cable maintenance guys, folk maintenance or guys. whatever yeah bert's partner richard, richard libertini he says what happened he's like what happened to she's she's driving towards the building what happened to uh <laughs> she's entering the building yeah she's in the elevator yeah she's knows. already here so they run out of the place real quick and pretend to be working on they're each handling a the screw buttons. on the yeah. uh, ele- elevator panel. It's pretty great. Actually. Yeah, and then and then Bert and Rachel ex- ex- exchange a glance where well, their 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 beautiful faces get to light up the screen. Right, and that's right. And I, as she's introduced, that's what I was talking about before. He gives the camera gives her their old up and down. Fuck yeah, he does. Yeah. And she gives him a smile, over the shoulder smile, and then she's out. Yeah, but Bert's still hooked. He's immediately hooked. He's already, It seems like he's kind of already hooked. Before Does it cheapen the face. film a little bit knowing that she's a hooker that pees on people? <laughs> it's like her one skill. But Bird is very connected to her. Oh, yeah. Man. But the research montage uh, is a, is amazing because it shows her doing the thing, but they, there's one shot of Richard Libertini just eating snacks. Of course. That's his fucking work. Yeah. That made me so happy. Well, okay, how about this? How's he rewarded? Murdered. Apparently he gets killed off screen, which sucks. Um, because his death scene would have been hard to watch. Because I did like his character. It would have been like the uh, Charles Martin Smith in Untouchables a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, what I was talking about is when the wiretap recordings start coming back in, uh, Charles Durning's character cannot he's, get he's, enough. He is into it. He is. In, he's loving it. Like, he's excited to hear the sex talk. Talk about nipples. He is really into it. And then, Bernie Casey, on the on the recording, it says, I'm... I'm 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 spreading open. I'm going to spread open. That's not him saying that. No, no, that's what he hears. And Bernie Casey goes, "Spreading what open? It's so innocent and cute." Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, poor little guy, spreading what open? Yeah. Well, he I benefit guess, of the doubt. Durning could probably give. Durning him. could get. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then Bernie Casey goes into an eight-minute speech about this moment. He was <laughs> spreading something out with a Zen. What do you think of the the scene when? You know, we our show prides itself on zooming in, super, and 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 kind of uh, dividing out those small moments that you might not remember yeah. when you watch Sharky's Machine. When which you will, huh? Which you oh, will. you definitely will. When they're in the apartment, uh, you know, setting up the wiretap, it 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 cuts to Bert holding a doll. Holding a beautiful doll yeah. in his hands, like you know, it's it's obviously her doll. Yeah, but he's that's how it's inter, that's how they're introduced in the apartment. It cuts to them, and Bert is holding one of her dolls. Yeah, and then he puts it down. That's a directorial choice. He's like, Hold is. the doll. I'm glad you noticed that. That's what people are going to be looking for. A zoom, that's a super zoom. Um, okay, so I wonder if that's something that someone has right now from that movie. The doll, the prop. The doll from Sharky's Machine. Oh, my God. Get on eBay now. Let's put it this way. What if Bert signed it? You know who isn't batting an eyelash at that doll? 
Sotheby's. Yeah, well. So once the, I mean, after an absolute shitload of eavesdropping, mm -hmm. and the film earns that tagline, you you like watching Bert go full pervo? <laughs> He really does. He does. It's, it, it's, it's weird watching a guy who could fuck anyone <laughs> obsess over a hooker. Well, that's the thing is it's what I don't understand about this movie. It is really trying to make you sympathize with his like he's lonely. He just needs love. Like he he it's they have this connection across the yeah. the alley or the, yeah, the, the, the building, you know, the space between the buildings. Um, but it just makes him look weird. And it makes him look even worse when they finally do get together. It's the way he treats her. He treats her very angry. He's a tough tit. In well, he, yeah. So when he, what happens is, uh, you mentioned the dead body in her apartment. The, the that's a cool, that's a cool moment. He, the assassin comes upstairs, blows uh, away a woman in the apartment that Who you we think, think is, is Domino. Blows her face off. Her face is shot off. We see a shot of a faceless dame. Later you find out. It's that, Tiffany. And how do you find out that it's not? How do you, where's where's Bert at that moment? Creeping around in her fucking apartment, she comes home. Yeah, uh, in the, within the crime scene, like yeah. he's just chilling oh, he, in the apartment, just relaxing. Yeah, you know, we found a lot of uh, Sharky's DNA around that crime scene. <laughs> we should check the room across the way. There's DNA all over that one too. So she comes home with groceries, ignoring the bullet hole. I guess she didn't see the bullet hole in the door. Well, they covered up with. Uh, she a, didn't. She missed it. Yeah, she's like, it was police tape. That's a weird decoration um missed the blood in the hall missed the body outline and so she had been away for a day her friend had been there and she's the one that got blown away so bert quickly explains that he's a cop takes her to his childhood home yeah um and then uh, interrogates her quite violently way later we're, we're skipping some shit but yeah oh what do you mean he kind of does right when they get there what about they, the what about the karate death of kitten holmes Oh, well, I, okay. Yeah, we, I'm not going linear here. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Laura? Huh? You go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, I like where you're going. When you get to childhood home, he takes so her there. He takes her there, and, he, and he, they're trying to find out her, her pimp's last name. Like, the guy That's that, a big deal for him. That is, they know his first name. They need his last name. Yeah. She won't give it up, and he gets super mad, and yep. he eventually hits her after she hits him. He calls her a bitch and says, don't make me call you what you are. Right. Awkward dialogue. But then he then he does like a cell phone. Like I mentioned in the in the show. He it's supposed to be a very critical moment. Oh, I think he said cell phone. <laughs> when he says he says to her, like I I don't have a she's like, Are you gonna have sex with me? I think she says something like that. You're gonna sleep with me now. You're gonna you know, rape me basically probably and, and he said, I, I don't have a thousand dollars. Yeah. Like he's like criticizing her price for being you know, Oh, he's ripping her out. A but, big one. But it's a cell phone. Yeah. He doesn't have a thousand dollars. Yeah. So I, I honestly thought when you said I thought you I thought you meant a thousand dollars is what a cell phone costs. It's like it's a drop in the in the well. That's a, that's literally what I thought you were no, talking it's about. It's a cell phone. Okay. He's I was just admitting that. Because we're sitting there watching the movie, and you're like, it's a cell phone, a thousand dollars. I was like, Yeah, I know, but I do it in a payment plan on it on AT and T. So, so it's like only like thirty dollars a month. So thousand dollars. I mean, you come up with a thousand dollars for God's sakes. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, don't say that. Yeah, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> fuck, Bert. I'm just gonna go on Bruce. Do it. Bruce does some embarrassing shit in this movie. I think, you know, in a way, he wanted to be. He obviously wanted to be hard. He wanted to be like Clint Eastwood a little bit. He wanted to be. 
super cool. He wanted to be the tough guy. Um, you know, in Deliverance, he really pulls it off. He's, he's fantastic in that movie. He's in, but that was before he was Burt Reynolds. But in this, I feel like in a way he didn't want to like leave some of his crutches. Like he he still wants to be silly a little bit. He has some smirks in there. Yeah. He still wants to be lovable. Like he as soon as he fights with her and slaps her and criticizes her, the next scenes they're lovey dovey. Yeah. Well, they're watching children. <laughs> That's another weird facet to old Sharky. Loves watching the playground outside his home window. Yeah, he talks about how he grew up watching those kids. And then he spends a lot of time sitting there watching them. So it's based on a book, and I kind of wonder if maybe the book is a little darker. Well, I mean, and Sharky's a little, little fucking weirdo. I mean, he's weird in this. But he also, like Nick mentioned, a carving scene in the house. He, he uh, At one point, there's some cabinets, and he's carving, uh, chiseling roses into them. And he's bashful about it. And she walks in on him, and he pretend he tries to hide it with his body, yeah. like he's embarrassed that yeah. she caught him chiseling. He's, but he's doing it when she's there. And there's another one right across the way. He wants her to see it. Yeah. And he, and then they cut to that's that's that rose thing is his rolling the meatball with the nose. That's what that is for him. <laughs> but they, then they, you know, they're flirting, and she's she loves the roses that he's chiseling, of course, and they cut to her bare feet in the like so much sawdust like there is a lot like he's been chiseling and not cleaning up for looks like a long time yeah Yeah. I I didn't look at that scene you don't like the feet (laughs) because wiki feet certainly (laughs) actually she doesn't have she has got she had very nice feet yeah inoffensive yeah she's got a got a 10 toe rating (laughs) on wiki feet And uh, you can f- you can actually click you can find this movie. It's one of the only ones on, uh, if you click on Sawdust Feet. <laughs> well, I mean Fargo as well. <laughs> I said one of the only ones. I didn't say the only one. Um. Anyway, go back to the the who was the guy that got num- K- nunchucked to death? Holmes. Out of nowhere, there's <laughs> nunchuck karate people. So apparently, underlings for this villain, aside from Henry Silva, who we find out is his brother, right? Um, he's got this this trio of karate guys. I don't. Is it a trio or a duo? It's a trio. It's a trio. Actually, yeah. you're right. Yeah. There are three of them that get killed at the end. Well, no, two of them get killed on the boat. One of them is the old man that we don't, I don't think we see later on. I think three. Three get killed in the boat. Maybe I'm wrong. No, because Smokey or whatever his name is, Tukey. Smiley. Smiley. And then the two guys. Yeah. Harpoon victim and then gunshot victim. Yes. But there was an older guy who gets his face pushed against the wall at one point, if I remember correctly. Eh, but that's in know, a different scene. We just, I mean, we saw it a long time ago. <laughs> like a half hour ago. That was, was before he changed his name to Barry Reynolds. <laughs> Bruce. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you're talking about Kitten Holmes, which what that's a great a, name, a very good name. Yeah, he plays a drug dealer. Well, you, you so fucking zoom in. Yeah, Kitten Holmes. Yeah, prostitute movie, Cat House, prostitute show, Kitten Home, Cat House. Yeah, direct direct connection. Nice. Yeah. That guy, the guy that Cat Dennis House. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, died with a smile on his fucking. I think did he run for some office? Mind if I zoom in? Okay, S- Susanna's brother. 
<laughs> One F. So anyway, let's um go back to Kitten Holmes, who has a very short... Uh, a great little sequence with Bernie Casey, though. He does, yeah. yeah, And, and that guy's good. Like he's Yeah, that's a good scene. We should probably call that actor's name. I'll look him up. He, he deserves to be mentioned on the microscope. And he's somebody I've seen before. Yeah. I'm sure he's dead. I like that... Uh, first of all, I like that Burt Reynolds is just goofing around inside waiting while Bernie Casey's doing the, the damned work. And then that guy's like, you're not going to throw me off this ledge. And then he's immediately thrown off the ledge. Yeah, he's thrown into trash. Like, it's not a high ledge. And then the next shot, Bernie's on the ground. So Bernie must have... Well, Bernie got beat. He, so the guy, he gets scared because Bernie wants the name of the assassin from him. Uh, and the guy doesn't want to give it to him. And he is getting beat up. And he then he sees the assassin. The guy's, he's looming in the dark. Yeah, Henry Silva. They, they call him a ghost. They try to make him into this yeah. mysterious thing. He is kind of mysterious. He's not weirder than Sharky, though. Which he's is a weird, miracle. and he's, he's not weird. He's, he's a miracle. Yeah. So anyway, the, Kitten Holmes ends up turning the tables on Bernie Casey, running for his life. What happens? He gets nunchucked to death. He gets nunchucked to death. Blows my mind. Out of nowhere. Kitten Holmes. You think the assassin's going to get him, but no. No. <laughs> it's Holmes. just so weird that they threw nunchucks in the middle of nowhere. Well, you thought the assassin was, like, the assassin is psycho. Like, he's he's good enough. That you're like, well, he's going to take care of business here. No. Well, the film also has something to say about substance abuse. Right. That it's bad. Yeah, and the assassin is always high on uh, heroin or something. Like, PCP, he's doing... Yeah. yeah, he's just nailing it. He has to get high. Why? I mean, you see what he does? I mean, he's it's got I mean, a stressful life. Oh, you were serious. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's a great moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Bert finally puts the pieces together... And he confronts the master villain at a Chinese restaurant or mm-hmm. an Asian restaurant. He's sitting there with like a bunch of mediocre hookers, mm-hmm. and they have this tête-à-tête verbally. But there's there's one thing that happens that blew my mind. Okay, Vittorio Gassman makes a big point to talk about this restaurant serves Asian food without an ounce of Western corruption. Next shot, he's eating it with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a hypocrite! Uh, I believe that kitten is played by Tony King. Oh, I love Tony King. You know, yeah, Anthony King is what I know him. Did so, you know the assassin's name in this? I did not know this. It does what? not come up. What? Billy Score. <laughs> That's a fucking great name. Billy Score. It was short for like the Italian name, like Scarmucci or whatever it was. Yeah. One of the other taglines I was thinking about. Tell me if this works. Mm-hmm. You're, you go to the you, you go to the movie poster and it says Bert's going to tear a few off. Is that pretty good? He's very like uh, everybody really respects him, even though he doesn't seem to do a lot of work. He does nothing. Yeah, he gets people killed, including his partners. Right. He even gives the villains directions on where they can escape. And he does a big misstep in this. He what? finally gets the scene face-to-face with the villain. Who's dead. And he's like, I know you're trying to kill me, basically. I'm going to f- I'm gonna come out in public where you're eating, and like you just talked about, and yeah. I'm going to face you. He does a whole thing where he calls the guy a piece of shit in a commode, and I'm the guy with, um, that's going to pull the chain. Yeah. Like he, he really goes into this. Oh, yeah. And, and here's how I'm going to do it. But it is not like, that is not a good... 
That's boring. That's well, a boring thing to say to a villain. Well, not only that. He, he, shows he calls up, him a lump of he shit. He shows up after the work's been done. He does not flush the toilet. Henry Silver flushes the toilet. Oh, yeah. Kills, and those guys are brothers. The assassin ends up killing the, the yeah, Victor. And then Bruce... <laughs> Why? Why do you think? Why do you think you keep fucking it up? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I call him Bruce? I love it. I kind of want his name to be Bruce now. He <laughs> fucked up. So, but Bert, like, whenever he comes in and sees the dead body, he does, like, a chain motion. Oh, like, boom. <laughs> does a, like, pull he punches the, a dead guy for a while. He does punches the dead corpse. Yeah. He gets mad. Uh, but I think Sharky's kind of, he's not cool. Okay. At the beginning, we see him get civilians injured. He, he's a lazy fuck for months. Yeah. He makes a mess in the squad room his first day there. Remember that. Right. He fucks his vic his his the person he's been eavesdropping on. Well, I mean that's that's one that's an he does seem to have a after he was initially I mean, it is horrible. He was spying on for he a He gets long time. his part he gets a bunch of his partners killed. But he comes clean. I mean he he's got pictures of her up everywhere and she's not thrown by it. She's a little weirded by it. Yeah, seems like, and then he has a little monologue to himself while she's in the shower, saying, oh, "But you know, is- she's got all these issues. That he finds out that she's messed up. You know, obviously she's been a prostitute since she's twelve. You think she obviously has some kind of issues with men? Petrucky, step aside, my man. Get her help. You know, don't insert yourself in in more ways than one. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get her help, but first, I got to drop it, and then." <laughs> He gets his buddies all shot up. We don't, and then I, you know, there, you're, you're concerned. He has a nice little moment at the end with with Bernie Casey, mm-hmm. cute little scene before the. He, by the way, the villain is already dead by the time. I mean, yeah, he's not. He's still alive, but Bert shooting him and him falling out the window was just an afterthought. Bert well, the, really doesn't accomplish shit in this movie. Well, I don't understand this. Another thing that's weird is the villain at the end is all shut up and he tries to kill himself and Bert won't let him and shoots him and before he can kill himself. Yeah. Why? Just he says no and he and he shoots he yeah. draws first. Why? If the, he, Clint Eastwood would have done that he thinks. Yeah. No, oh, the never sequel, huh? The never sequel, I'm sure there was more than one book about Sharky. Had to although be. his team but we never find out what happens to his his friend because Bernie. The, it instantly cuts from Henry Silva falling out of the Petri Plaza to him pushing her on a swing. A tire swing. A tire swing. And that's really strange. She's not even, her legs are not even through the tire. She's yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Now, that's and, one way to do it, though. But in Bert's defense, mm-hmm. he's in the backyard, like in, you know, Marietta, Georgia, and we have a helicopter shot over the credits that flies all the way to the Petri Plaza to the repairing of the broken window. That's not bad, though. Yeah. That's a nice final shot. Yeah. It's, it's weird for us to look at Atlanta in that shape right because the city is completely fucking stacked now yeah but there weren't there weren't a lot in it back then yeah so you could look at this film as a historical document just of, of, of how Atlanta's taking a big one mm-hmm yeah there's a there's that shot like a long shot to the elevator that the at that one point and there's a long shot at the end to the building he's always he's always going to long shots to buildings yeah That's a, is that a director's trademark well yeah I mean what else are you going to do a long shot to you know, let's give him some credit. He's like, I, I don't think we can do this other way. We can't go into, you know, it can't Zemeckis this shit up and 
Turns out you're looking through a bedroom, you know, a fucking bathroom mirror. I do think it's a, I mean, because Bert had a lot of control over this, obviously, it's his vision. But um, when they, when the camera focuses on, like, you know, Rachel Ward, I don't think the soundtrack needs to go, oh, mama. <laughs> soundtrack is, let me zoom in a little bit since we for, we keep forgetting to zoom in. Um there is the use of fucking that one sound effect. It's like the little fucking chimes mm-hmm. throughout this film. There are some weird little sound effects and musical cues. Of course, there's a lot of weird wind chimes, yeah. Yeah, it's weird fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Snuff whatever's fuck. I'm sure he hasn't uh, won any awards for his work. They, uh... Although I think Bert directed it well. I mean, it's a well-made movie. It's good to look at. It has some nice touches. Yeah. I mean, he's sweaty as shit in this movie. Well, we didn't talk about the scene where he gets his fingers cut off, did we? He gets a percentage of his fingers cut off. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? You said you remembered that part. I remember that scene because I was blown away that a superstar would have his fingers cut off in a movie. Brutal. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty gross. At one point, he's dragging his hand away from his severed fingers. That's a pretty gross shot, yeah. especially back then. When I was a young fellow, uh-huh. I had seen this and Rolling Thunder. Right. So I'd seen hand damage fucked me up. I mean, there's no hand. Rolling Thunder has way worse hand damage. But, and then Phantasm, another finger cutting off. Right. And then a little bit later, Black When did Cat's Eye come out? Cat's Eye? Mm-hmm. Like 84, 85, why? That had some hand damage in it, didn't it? Cutting fingers off, smoking. Quitters Incorporated? Yeah. Jimmy Woods? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. So I was like. Then much later, Perfect Getaway had some incredible hand damage. Well, and Black Rain. Had honorable hand damage. Had some head damage, too. <laughs> Neck damage. There's a lot of... I mean, there's so many movies with great hand damage now. <clears throat> I mean, some Losing a finger is a, is like an easy out for a torture scene. Yeah. I think it would be cool if they took his entire torso off. And then the rest of the film, he's limping around. What about the scene in... Uh, what do you think? This is better or worse than the scene... In um, yeah, what's the first Daniel Craig? Bond oh yeah, movie? yeah. layer cake. <laughs> Talking about Casino Royale. When ball damage. Ball damage. What do you think's worse, hand damage in this or well, ball you, damage you in that? There, just, just give me. I'm not asking you to elaborate. Just, you can't show balls being damaged. So hand. Oh, you don't need to show the balls being damaged. You feel that? That's that's rough. Hmm. Do you, what would you rather then? This isn't about me. Well, I'm just asking. Neither. I, that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I've worked hard to put. Never put myself in that position to where my balls or my fingers are the choices. <laughs> except, except that one time. <laughs> Speaking of balls and fingers, Burt Reynolds in this. There's a lot of that implied. Oh yeah. Is that is that how masturbation happens? He was juicing it out. He was. He was rubbing the whole area. That's okay. what I'm trying to get yeah. to. Had to be. Uh, Rachel Warden furs in this a lot. At one point, she uh, she th- coolly sh- throws her fur onto a chair, misses, and then picks, picks, picks it back up. See, that's the kind of zoom I come to this show for. Did you see that? No. Yeah, Bert kept it in. You know why? Demands realism. <laughs> it's in the script, baby. Yeah. Miss it, pick it up, put it back on. Although, uh, you know, I could just imagine the clapboard... Uh, firmus is what it says on the clapboard, you know. So, 
It was in the script. I mean, the firmness. What would you rather do? Throw a fur coat on a chair or get your balls <laughs> raked with a... Neither. That was an option. <laughs> By the way, it was kind of neat. There was a, um, I, there was a shot of a broadcast, and it was a broadcaster that I remember from my youth. I, I, it may have been... It may have been oh Steve McCoy. It may have okay. been anyway. It was just kind of cool. Like this movie kind of brought me back a little bit, seeing some Atlanta stuff. Yeah, you've been here for a long time. I I moved here in the ninety uh, six or something. Oh, I know. Oh, so this is I missed. Shit. I missed. I wasn't here in the eighties. It's dog shit to you. Um, Do you regret moving here? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Do you um? Did you like the scene when they took a print off the the toilet? Uh, the, the <laughs> you know who would have loved that scene? Who Caruso. <laughs> Jade, yeah. <laughs> when they were, weren't they printing the top of the toilet they're tank, the in tank that? or some shit, yeah. They're, they're printing the tank, but yeah, they, at least they took the um, uh, the print off the handle. Is that what that is? Yeah, the flusher. The, the flusher. The toilet is it the toilet handle? What do they call that? They call it bar- They call it Bruce. Oh yeah, well, oh, they enough. call me Bruce. Um, Nunchucks in that as well. Let me see here. I'm gonna look through the rest of my notes here real quick. That and when she when Bruce. Bert takes him home, her home, and he's got all the black and white photos yeah. on the wall, and she sees them uh, of, of her, and you know, like it's, some of them are like she has no shirt on, like mm-hmm. it's not like you know with her back, but yeah. still, um, he chides himself. He's I like, said, yeah. stupid. When she's in the shower, yeah, yeah, and he's standing in front of the and the he's, he's standing in front of the pictures, like he's I guess he's kind of trying to block the pictures from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he did, like later blocks the carving. Yeah, and then he when it's so funny when when she she he takes her to the room across the way where he was and she he like pushes all the tissues into the trash when she walks in. Mm-hmm. Like, don't look, don't look at my spank. Mind if I zoom in just real quick? Yeah. Tommy Sharkey is a ridiculous person. <laughs> He's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He's an embarrassing. Yeah. Burt Reynolds sort of was too, though. I mean, he's pretty great, Burt. I, I loved him for a long time, and then he turned. It turned out he was a dick. Well, maybe, but he's beloved in the yeah seventies and, and early mm. to mid eighties. He was something else, and he. I think he did a lot of his own stunts in this. It seems like he must have. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was rolling around. He could tell. He rolled him. around, and, and he he surely touched her breasts. <laughs> Run around with a harpoon gun in this, of course. Of course. Um. That's a weird little moment too, where the guy's like, "All right," he nods from like, uh, like what is he? Is the guy who he's harpooned saying, "Please kick me into the water"? Well, I mean, when you have my permission to kick me into the water, so he, yeah, he as he gets away after he, you know, because he he gets out after he gets his fingers cut off, he he somehow turns the tables on four people or three people, harpoons one guy, and the guy's just standing there on the edge of the boat, and and uh, Bert kicks him into the water. But yeah, once you get harpooned. You just kind of wait. No, that's not true. You either wait to get better or you wait to get well, killed to die. You know what's funny is the most violent shit leads to life and the weakest shit leads to death in this movie. Like the guy getting hit by the car is an inconvenience at worst and he's dead instantly. Right. And then the guy gets shot with the harpoon and he has permission. He gives Bert permission to kick him into the water. Bruce. <laughs> and then Henry Silva gets shot, leaves enough blood on the walls for a Sherwin-Williams commercial... <laughs> And it's still walking the earth. I'm beginning to think this movie is 
stretching it. Some of it might have been uh, Brian Keith's blood. Papa's blood. It's, a, it's one of my favorite restaurants. Um, so what's what's the verdict here? What do you think it's overall? Paul Newman film around the same time. <laughs> what do you I, like? I, I kind of like it. I mean, it's fucked up. It's a strange film. I think it's I think it's pretty well regarded though by by uh, you know it was seen at the time as um, a Dirty Harry knockoff and it and I it's think it's not in anything like Dirty Harry. It is. It is. It's gritty. He's he's hairy in it for sure. And the hairiest chest in the world gets shot at point blank range in this movie. He is uh, obviously got his signature stash in this. Love his fucking must. Deliverance. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's before he's Burt Reynolds. But I mean, that's that's it's disconcerting to see him without that. That it's not Sam Elliott esque or Tom Selleck esque. You could see Burt without it and still live. You can't see Sam Elliott or uh, Tom Selleck without it and live. Does Tom? Does Tom? Tom? Does Tom Selleck? Does Bruce Selleck? Does he have that on Blue Bloods? Or is he, no, is he clean shaven? No, but he looks fucked. Yeah. yeah, you're a big Blue Bloods fan, right? I've never seen it, but I want to like it. Tom Selleck's still working, man. Yeah, you got to love that man. I don't actually. Is it because is it of his? I awesome? think we should do that movie though. That you, uh, innocent what, man. What was the the the, the Indiana Jones knockoff? Oh, High Road to China. We have to do We're it. We're doing Innocent Man too, though. I don't remember an innocent man. I know we talked about, it, but it's another one. But I remember liking a High Road to China a lot. Tom Selleck. I don't know why you wouldn't like him. He's so charismatic. He's in. Oh, of course. I mean, he's her alibi. He's on Friends. I, doesn't help me. Did he play somebody's father? He played Monica's older suitor, and he was in. I mean, Magnum PI, of course. Yeah, but that's zoom in. This isn't TV microscope. But I mean, he got crushed because they remade that show with the best Jay Hernandez. Bye bye, Tom Selleck. Yeah, erase from history. Tom Selleck uh, got a good name. He's I, I like a lot of his movies. I like a lot of a lot. I mean, substandard stuff like Runaway, the aforementioned Lassiter. There's some movies that he's made that are not champions. Runaway, yeah he he was the guy that was constantly trying to gain ground back after he wasn't let out of his contract for Magnum to do Indiana Jones yeah. or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Because they originally wanted him, right? Right. Whew. Crisis averted, by the way. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what do you, What about when they... <laughs> they had to settle for Harrison Ford? No. It's... That's the sloppy seconds? Wow. So I bet he's been trying to gain ground since then. I mean, he was obviously trying to do that with High Road. He was run away. What was he doing there? Just That's a to, fun movie. Just wanted to work with Gene Simmons. Yeah. Anyway, I have right. to say, uh, Selleck, I don't feel I don't feel he ever. I, I think he's been in control of his destiny since the jump. I mean, he's done a great job right, of. Please, please don't do this. Maintaining relevance throughout these years, still doing it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't understand why you're not. Why do you hate Tom Selleck? I don't hate him. I don't need this. You don't need me defending him. I don't need it. What are you doing? Let's not talk about this. Stop. Stop oh. it. <laughs> the fucking, what the hell? What, what, you on your high horse about Tom Selleck. What did I uncover? No, I'm just proud of him for not giving up. Well, I will, that's where we can agree. I am proud of him. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you made him seem like he has sour grapes or that he, he failed because he didn't get out of his contract, and I'd say he's prospered. I think he's probably like, in a way, he's probably... He's done. He has, he's had a good career, yeah, for Mr. sure. Mr. Baseball, but I think that he probably regrets that, just like 
you know, he's on Blue Bloods. And then, you know. A huge hit, still in production. And he's looking at Harry Ford's career, and he's like, he's probably he's probably kicking himself a little bit. Is he looking at, Harry, he's like, he's, he's, is he looking at Hollywood Homicide? I mean, probably. Is I he, mean, Harrison Ford is going to be remembered. Yeah, but he's doing some damage. Speaking of Tom Selleck, might as well zoom in. Please. Tom Sharkey. He was up for the part? No, they had both had the same first name. Oh. That's the connection. Okay. So, um, if you were to have one indelible image of this film etched into your cornea, <laughs> what's your one shot? And I I mean, I have a feeling I have an idea of it, but I'm going to... It's hard, though. It, uh, why does Henry Silva scream? In this movie, he screams before he kills people. That's his his uh, signature. I think it, because he's a, he's a madman and he's on drugs. That's yeah, what he's the saying. opposite of a ninja. Yeah, but he definitely screams a lot before he pulls the trigger. Right. And, and then he also, but at the beginning when he's introduced, he doesn't scream, and he kind of there's a blind prostitute, and he sweet talks her, then he shoots her in the head. It's really strange. Blind. She, yeah, she he talks about she's blind. He's like my sweet blind angel. She's blind? Yeah. Because remember he shoots the... The Asian girl? Mm-hmm. She shoots the... John, yeah, he, he shoots I'll the guy damned. sleeping next to her in the chest. She pops up, like, looking around, but she... Obviously, he's standing right there, and she can't see anything. Oh, okay. I just thought she was on a rotating bed and mm-hmm. wasn't able to maintain eye contact. He talks about her being a blind angel, and then he shoots her in the head. I was, I was hoping that he wouldn't, because if she's blind, I mean... You're saying that she's... Can't, can't identify him. Oh, I see. But, uh, yeah, unless I'm wrong, but I think that's true. Okay. And you said, yeah, anyway, you mentioned that she was in uh, Big but, Trouble in Little China. So wh- what would your image be? Sum this movie up in one still. It has to be Burr with the binoculars up, no? I would, yeah, I thought of that. I would actually, because I like the team so much, including a guy we didn't mention who ends up being great. Oh, that old guy? Yeah. he, he Hilarious. Had, he's like a late addition to the team, and he, I think he does, like, the drug testing. Like, he... he he does some of the lab work. He's like a technician. He ends up being like fun for the first. He's only in the movie for like twenty minutes. Another scene where we're proving that Sharky is fucking clueless because right. they're all all these badasses are in a room together, mm-hmm. and then they run. Th- he he brings a team to go potentially confront the villain. And who does he bring? Richard Libertini and the old guy. That's his muscle. Yeah, I know. I know. To, yeah, to yeah to investigate. But I would take. I would take this shot of the team eating popcorn at that baseball game and um, and uh, Charles Durning coming in. Oh, Brownwall. A little late. Yeah. A little late in the show, Brownwall. Better late than never, Brown. Uh, and I'd take that shot because I – and I love that Charles Durning comes in and he says the name of the movie or he doesn't, but he says, that what, you know, he said, this is what a great machine. And then he's like – remember, they, they're reporting on stuff and he's like in their face, like he's like interested yeah. in everything they're saying. I just like the the lineup of the of those folks. That's the shot for me. Okay, cool. I'm being very serious, I guess. Oh, that's good. What good. about you? Binoculars. I had, actually, it might be that shot of her when she's uh, dancing from behind, where it's an awkward close up of her gigantic '80s bloomers. Might be that. You mean when she's in the aerobics class? Yeah. Yeah. It's an awkward. It's she's a, she's wearing um it's, bronze. Like it's her color. She's her outfit's bronze, but. Bert really zooms in on her. On her, he starts the shot on her ass. Yeah, so. and it's and she's in those awful eighties. I said clothes. Bruce again. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I am losing it. Um, why did I think he's why did I 
I like Burt Reynolds. Why do I call him Bruce? It's okay. I read an article about Bruce Campbell today. Is that what's I mean, wedged in my brain? At this point, you're beyond reproach. I mean, you've just stepped please edit deeply. It out. <laughs> I don't have that kind please of time. Please edit it out. I can't edit all the Bruce's. Thank out. you. <laughs> I'm leaving them. I'm, I'm not editing dick on this one. I want it done. Um, we okay. got, so, all right. Sharky's Machine mm-hmm. lends itself to a, some sort of a, an enterprise, a business venture. You made a point to say that, not a theme park, but it could be a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're, yeah. Where are you taking? I it? usually do the restaurants. That's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah. So you're saying, yeah, yeah. If we're, if you have to, if you have to open a business based on this movie, have some kind of tie-in. What would yeah. it be, right? I mean, that is. There's so much. This is a fruitful playground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you could do the tire swing thing at the end, the final shots mm-hmm. that everybody equates tire swings with this movie for sure. Uh huh. Um. You know, there's obviously a lot of food in there. I, I would, I guess, what I would do. You know, I, I think is there some kind of uh, you know way we could do like a base something on like spying on somebody. Okay. So like it's a maybe it's like a restaurant. Here we go. Okay, so like twin restaurants, right? Okay. Put them across from each other, space in between. You go eat, and then you can, uh, the person you're with, they go eat at the other restaurant, right? Right. Across, exactly across from you, you both are equipped with binoculars, and you can just watch each other eat. It's like boarding action. (laughs) Yeah, the halo level? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But so that's it. You know, you can each retire to the uh, opposite restaurant and then just check each other out. Obviously... No shirts, no service, not a factor. You not can take factor. your shirt off just like Bert. Yeah. Maybe they give you a little mustache, like a little pasty mustache yeah. you can put on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like you got it. Whale, you got wailing sax music playing constantly throughout the uh, the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if we could zoom sideways a little bit, Peachtree Plaza last year killed a young child. I heard about that. I didn't. See, the Peachtree Plaza, re- uh, let me zoom oh, in. Oh, the rotating restaurant. Yeah, the rotating restaurant, the, the sundial, which I've eaten at several times. Squished a child. Okay. <laughs> what? What's happening? I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm giving the listeners some truth. That building killed a kid. It's like the Mangler. <laughs> I mean, poor guy. Yeah, obviously. The restaurant was closed for a couple of days. All right. So then, what would you? Uh, what would your uh, business start, venture? I'm starting be? to get an idea, actually. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. I would probably, I think it would be a clothing shop, and it would be a retro clothing shop inspired by um, all of the cool outfits in this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And be called Sharky's Jeans. Not bad. It's not bad. Um, Jesus Christ, what pair of jeans? Look at these jeans. Yeah, look at these cock-sucking jeans. Um I mean, I, I, awkward. By I, the way, bad fight choreography. Yeah. for Burt Reynolds. Well, I think he was doing some his own stunts. Like I said, and he doesn't look like Hal Needham yeah. too much. Yeah, he's not a he's not necessarily a pro. Although, didn't he start out in stunts? Then yeah. So um, and Hooper was about a stuntman. Uh, I guess you could also do another option for this business venture is you could uh, you could go to a place that they sell you know cabinets and you can carve your own design into cabinets. Yeah, that could be a. That'd be the worst thing. 
That'd be fucking awful. He was freehanding that. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. He was freehanding uh, the design of the rose into the into the wood. I didn't. I would have to trace it at least. Yeah. Wow. He was acting. What's the guy? He was like. Wonder if he also did a little work in uh, stone, like uh, a little chiseling. Okay. What do they do? What do they call that? What are you talking about? When people make uh, chisel statues. I guess you can call it chiseling, sculpting. I don't know. Sculpting, sculpting right? Yeah. Just like just like uh just like Bert sculpted the Sharky's machine. His character in this sculpted the rose. The rose is dumb. To win over his lady love. That's a dumb that's a dumb moment. It's a dumb thing that he's doing. You know what he, and he, when he can't afford it cuz um you know she usually had to get paid cuz she's a prostitute. Um in lieu of money to start chiseling the shit into wood. Yeah. That works too. You know? Well, he had a lot of wood when he was watching her. <laughs> So fucking stupid. Um, all right, and then speaking of everything I've said, we zoom in. <laughs> stupid. And uh, as we wrap this magical piece up, um, <laughs> let's talk about this island. We've been we've been accumulating a ton of debris. Oh yeah. Um, to take back to our respective. Uh, separate islands that are, are they neighbors are we neighbors at all i i would love the idea if they were within micro or binocular distance of one another oh, that would make sense yeah. but so if you can take one thing a keepsake from this movie and, and take it back to your island what yeah. would it be oh, okay uh, god man there's so many just amazing things in this movie just a shit i mean obviously she was she had a wardrobe i'm envious of <laughs> you do like the clothes uh it's hard not to. It's hard not to take the. Um, oh man, it's hard to take that tugboat, that little boat. That boat was badass. Oh, that he got his fingers cut off on. Yeah, yeah. It's an ugly ass boat. Right. And I wouldn't use it to escape. I would ground it. I would put holes in it and make it into a little house. Right. So that's an option. There's not a lot of other stuff. Everything else is dumb in this movie. Well, I would take. A folding chair, because at one point, whenever he—that's uh, during the bad fight choreography. Yeah, Bert goes into battle with um, the uh, the karate individual, karate guys. He picks up a folding chair and tries to hit one of them, misses. Twice. He gets ducked. Yeah, so that chair does not get hurt. Yeah, it does not shatter. Does not splinter. I would take that. A nice sturdy chair. I wouldn't mind having that because otherwise you have to make it out of something on the island. I a would, nice sturdy chair. It's a nice little shortcut. I'm gonna have to. Okay, I know what I'm bringing because mm-hmm. it gets it gets an uncomfortable amount of screen time. The uh, table with the fucking hydraulics. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The hit the stuff that the the. the She's t- got a table that what? It's got a stereo in there. Yeah, I think like it a does little, have a, I think it's a stereo bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it pops open and has something in it. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things like a hidden. You don't see it too much, like furniture with uh, hidden compartments. Well, I mean, actually, there was a period, and actually a friend of mine recently bought mm-hmm. uh, a table that had a, a rising record player in it or something like that. Yeah, well, and that makes sense a little bit, but this seemed to have, like, a bar that had... You know, she seemed to have a couple hidden. Yeah. So which one would you take? The music or it's the... It's one device. Or the so, bar? I think there might have been two. Nope. One. Was there? Pretty positive. You sure about There's this? one thing I remember about this film is that it's one object rising. I mean, that's something we can put to the audience. How many uh, pieces of furniture that had hidden compartments, uh, yeah. not drawers, guys, but hidden compartments in this movie were there? If someone could count for us and settle this. 
Yeah. Settle this for us. A little, little brown wall. Another second brown wall. It's a two brown wall film. Oh, wait, wait. Retitle the movie. Oh, we, we have to do that? Well, we can. Okay. I don't think we need to, though. You, lo- you love the title. I like the name because it makes me uh, think of a better film. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to name a movie that's actually indicative of the movie itself, we should rename it. Right. Um, Creep Cop. Perfect. Between the breaths of your 